Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. I am Josh Bolin. And I'm Jay Baxter. And I am Jeff Burns. And we're going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. This is our inaugural side quest episode coming at you today. We'll be playing an old school RPG start to finish with the help of old game mags and chatting it up over the course of as many episodes as it fucking takes us to get through it. <laughs> First up, logically, given the name of the podcast, is Dragon Warrior on the NES. And we, as far as the mag uh, component of it goes, we're utilizing the Nintendo Power Strategy Guide, a 36-page pullout insert included in issue 9 of the magazine. And the link to a PDF of that will be in the show notes, as I always do. And it's a fantastic and beautiful piece of video game art. That I, <laughs> I strongly encourage you to check out, particularly reading the two pages of the story building in the beginning before playing the game. Did either of you actually read that shit? Uh, yeah, of course. I actually read everything this time. I felt like I needed to so I could learn what this was going to be about. <laughs> that was very intelligent, very smart. Jab, no chance, right? So, well, this is funny because uh, I, I'm so far removed from doing this podcast that I actually forgot that reading the Nintendo Powers was requisite. So <laughs> I have no idea what this 36-page pullout is, except from, like, my childhood memories, vaguely. Um, so, you no, never I did just at it? What's that? Never just fuck... I, dude, you, you love this game. I'm shocked that you've never just fucking... No, I think I may have seen it when I was younger, but I don't, like, I did not... It, 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 it's fucking crazy as it sounds. Like, there's a lot going on right now in the world, so my brain really... <laughs> well, but it, it didn't occur to me to, like, look up the Nintendo Power... Uh, I, for Dragon Warrior for this. I no. fucking emailed it to you, Jab. Anyway, I don't check, dude. I got so many emails coming. There's a lot of shit going on. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, as far as emulation uh, of this baby goes, emulation disclosure, anyhow, uh, so you know the tools with which we are embarking on our quest to defeat the Dragon Lord. I guess, Jay, how are you handling it? I'm emulating this on through Open EMU on my MacBook uh, desktop computer with the standard NES controller. USB port. Jeb, how are you rocking? Uh, I'm doing, uh, what is it, uh, NES Topia? Yeah. The, yes. the one that we used previously, yep. that yep. one. and Actually, what, I, I had some keyboard mapping. Uh, like, I would, like, position my keyboard in this, like, stupid way that was, like, most comfortable for my wrist. So, like, you know, Q is my A button and, like, 2 is my... Oh, ah, really? You're using your keyboard? Mm. So yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, the beauties of emulation is you can literally set it up any way you want. That's never even occurred to me for a game like this. I, I really, like, slouched my lazy ass back and, like, settled in real good for this one. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fun. Uh, I am playing on my OG console hardware with NES Advantage, Whoa. so... Yeah. Oh! <laughs> yeah, fucking going uh, cold turkey on this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so no emulation is involved, and I guess I am hoping my cartridge... Oh, oh my god, if you lose your save. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. I hope my cartridge battery back up. You're, you're literally hitting uh, reset and power to save? Yeah. I oh, am. you're fucked. Sure. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I'm holding, I'm holding, I'm hoping that my backup battery holds up for a 31st year to get through this. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, yeah, like, saying it out loud actually makes me a little more nervous than I was. Right. <laughs> I, would be very I should fire my Nintendo up and see if there's any... Did we do that? Did we Did we fire up my Dragon Warrior and see if it was still had info, info on it? Uh, I don't know, but that, yeah, that that's one of the funnest things. Yeah, when, when Ted sent me all the shit and I got my old, my old card on there, I have uh, a save file that's you know, God, I don't fucking can't even imagine when it's from, but I'm at the Dragon Lord pretty much, you know, and it's, it's, yeah, it's one of the funnest things, honestly, about collecting old Nintendo games at all, or any old, you know, these old cartridge games, like, right. firing them up and seeing with the save file on them is one of the absolute funnest things, especially, yeah, it, it's super fun for your own shit, but it's extra fun 
for like buying something off eBay and you get a cartridge with from some who the fuck knows it is, you know, <laughs> seeing nice. what they name things and just, you know, their decisions is, is like, it's like, uh, uh, it's like CSI, man. It's like, it's like going through, a <laughs> it's, it's like trying to deconstruct a crime scene. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like if, if you, if you got a final, like an old final fantasy or something, like if you got our old final fantasy cartridge, which like as, Listeners of the podcast know someone out there got my goddamn <laughs> Final like... Fantasy cartridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they w- they would have seen a very basic party with like a particular like the layout that we always used. But like if we got somebody else's, like we'd see some wild shit on there that would probably blow our minds. Yeah, whatever the hell the Final Fantasy the Nintendo Power Strategy Guide instructed us to do is, I'm sure exactly what we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely used the basic party. Anyways, we're not talking about Final Fantasy. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, not yet. Uh, please rate and review the podcast if you like this fucker. And on to Dragon Warrior for the Nintendo Entertainment System. That was the Dragon Warrior Overworld theme uh, getting us started here. And the first thing we have to deal with, as we do with every game, is the title screen and kind of new game start of, of this baby. And it is potentially the most boring title screen on the NES. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or, yeah, or at least tied for last place with a bunch of other mundane offerings, you know? Uh, there's no no cutting to a demo of any kind. It just sits on a static black screen with the faintest effort of title treatment artwork on the top half. <laughs> and, Having uh, said that, I really think the uh, the title screen music is oh, a banger, yes. actually. Oh, yeah. yeah, the music is hot as fuck. It's, it's, it's the long tail sequence of the opening music cue mashup that you would have heard at the beginning of the episode here. But yeah, it's, it's perfect, I think, for conveying your entering into something epic. table setting feel to it and that's you know that's what it should do but yes visually very unstimulating uh there's yeah there's just the title stream at the top and then a bunch of legalese bullshit about nx and nintendo ownership on the bottom half i actually double checked like the guide again to make sure this was the right dragon warrior because it didn't match up with the with the awesome art that we see in the strategy guide and Nintendo Power, you know. Yeah, they definitely put more effort into the design of the strategy, and that's you know that, I think that harks back to what we've talked about a million times with both of you at, at various episodes on this fucker that you know they were so concerned about comprehension of the end user of what the fuck this was and like being getting you know giving it the time of day to actually get immersed in it. I think they did everything they could. I can't even imagine how much like frantic uh, effort and money was spent to, to like to create like story building shit that they you know the, the strategy guide, the instruction manual. Even I don't really have a. I'm not getting into us getting us into it really in the in the in the episode. But like the instruction manual, if you guys take a look at that, is like incredibly comprehensive. There's color. Like, it's just it's infinitely more effort than you see with almost any fucking NES game, particularly of this time. But even you know period on the, on the system you know so yeah they did they put all the effort in the world into making it uh surrounding the the skeleton of the game with some fucking meat on it you know what i mean well it forces you to to read it like because you know me i'm normally just jump into the game and play it but i glanced at this and then i was like wait a minute i i feel like i have to read this i'm gonna miss <laughs> out like all this information you know? yeah. yeah for sure that's probably very much what they were going for <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for sure so the first thing you got to do when starting a new game is pick a character name. And what character names did you guys choose and why? <laughs> I just went gentleman JB. I just kind of just used my gamer tag. I'm like, let, let's get going. I don't, I don't want to sit and like overthink it, you know? So sure, yeah. Sure. 
Uh, I went with Lord Jab. Uh, I, I wanted to give <laughs> nice. myself a little bit of uh, a little bit of credence in the world, you know, yep. a, a title of a sort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in maybe the least suspenseful reveal in re- retro game podcast history, I chose Todd. Don't <laughs> say. <laughs> so, Such hey, varying ideas behind that. Did you guys know? Um, and maybe, maybe Josh, I'm stealing your thunder here. Uh, but then again, maybe not. We obviously. Uh, Maybe maybe some planning was done for this episode, but I certainly did not participate. Um, <laughs> did you know that your name that you pick actually has bearing on the stats that you're first given at level one? No, I what? did not know that. Yes, so I could like it. I found this out later on, uh, to like after I'd already started and like started leveling up. I, I happened to like Google it or or, for, or whatever for whatever reason I, I I discovered this when I which means that I actually found out that you actually could almost tailor your character to be a certain build like it's not a huge variance i'll, I'll pull it i should actually have this pulled up already i'm sorry uh, yeah well, i, mean, I, I have so yeah, I'll, I'll get us into our starting stuff here because I, I noticed something interesting you know just when we we're badgering about the the game via text message and shit while we were playing like i noticed some variance and I, you know i had assumed that it was yes a, just a blanket starting point you know i mean i i know that the leveling up can have some variant or i knew that the leveling up can have some variance to it but i thought that the start build was static you know what i mean so i was I, when i when i saw jay's first screenshot when he was sending shit over i was like what the fuck <laughs> like, why, like why would it be different or or you would think that if it was different at all it would just be like a random creation right yeah no yeah to, to hear that there is any sort of uh user input based fucking saying that is crazy to me actually it, it seems like the way that this works is well let me just read the first uh, couple sentences here <clears throat> the name is used to determine both the base stats and which of the two statistics are used to grow more quickly and i'll just keep reading here I- i'll chop this up a little bit because it's 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 very gibberishy <clears throat> only the first four characters in the player's name affect stats and only if they're not blank to determine the result look on the table to the right for a given character, which obviously I'm seeing, and you guys are not, <clears throat> and then select the topmost row to get the number of a given letter, either A number itself or from, quote, A to, quote, F, the numbers 10 through 15. Add them and divide the result by 16. <laughs> I know, this is crazy. <laughs> Give me the, the remainder. Root. The <laughs> remainder is used to determine the stats. <clears throat> so, and then the final thing it says... The usually preferred remainder, 12 for strength HP, or strength slash HP, is obtained simply by naming your character either exclamation point or J. Another very good one, 14, is obtained from L for strength and agility, giving more first strikes among others. The other great choices have the remainder within the range 12 to 15. So what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, well, it it, it means... You definitely got to Google the website to be able to do it. Well, actually, no. This inner exclamation point, and you'll get your your optimal situation. But yeah, I will. That's definitely worth googling and figuring out. I'll I'll try to hunt it down and, and punch the link in the show notes because that's fucking fascinating here, and I've never heard that before. Yeah, and I think that's that's weird because you could actually tailor it to be like more strength. Right, the build that you want. Yeah, it could really role play if you if you wanted to go. And really I said far. I was doing a barbarian build, and I, I think I actually might have achieved that by naming my character Lord Jab and getting the L. So who knows? 
that's pretty fun. Well, yeah, I'll be, I'll be curious to hear what your initial stats were then uh, when we when we talk about that at the end for the stats. I update. would be curious to know myself because I did not take a screenshot of that. Yeah, you did. That's what you sent me. What the fuck you talking? Oh, the, the, the beginning. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. So yeah. I mean, I could just fire it up. Yeah, I could just make another character named Lord Jab, and I'm sure it would say be the same. Yeah. Maybe I guess I don't know anymore. I, I, I thought this game, I thought this game was very cut and dry, and now um, my entire entertainment has been so updated. So I have no idea what's going on. My head is spinning right now. <laughs> okay, well, whatever name you do pick, and however much you want to manipulate the code going on in the game, in doing so, you still start in the throne room, and you start in King Lord's throne room, and a, and a, a small but important thing here that I really like actually is the dialogue from him doesn't start until you try to move. Yeah. And it allows you to kind of take in the scenery before getting all the exposition exposition heaved at you, <laughs> which is probably pretty smart <laughs> game design and storytelling on their behalf, you know, because uh, this game is certainly overwhelming, uh, particularly for the time as far as story goes. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool that you can kind of just take stock in what the fuck, you know, where you're at, what's going on. And that, that's really cool, I think. It's, yeah, it's kind of, it's like the establishing shot outside the apartment building in a, in a shitty sitcom <laughs> you know, like, this is where we are here we go you know what i mean and then, yeah. that, that's a cool little trick so that scenery is king loric on a throne or the best they could do to represent one five squares wrapped around him and next to him is an empty throne there's three guards milling about three chests lying about and a closed door stands between you and the only staircase you see and when you do move loric just launches into it and he, I'll just read it because I think it's fun and it's not that long. So, Descendant of Erdrick, listen now to my words. It is told that in ages past, Erdrick fought demons with a ball of light. Then came the Dragon Lord, who stole the precious globe and hid, hid in the darkness. Now, Todd, in my case, <laughs> <laughs> thou must help us recover the ball of light and restore peace to our land. The Dragon Lord must be defeated. Take now whatever you may find in these treasure chests to aid thee in thy quest. Then speak with the guards, for they have much knowledge that may aid thee. May the light shine upon thee, Todd. <laughs> I learned typing that up that my iPhone autocorrect capitalizes the D in Dragonlord if I do not do so manually. And oh. that made yeah, yeah, that made me very happy. So yeah, there's there's lots of these, thou's, and thy's in there. So the old English flair is in full effect, and you hear the pronoun Erdrick a lot, so you know that's kind of an important word to look out for going forward. So yeah, I, I just think that's a, a really good table setting fucking piece of story that they give you right there at the start. Uh, yeah, I was kind of thinking about it as I typed it up, but by the end of this first diatribe, there has already probably been more text to read than in any NES game to date. Like right. August 89, I, that's when this came out. I don't think, I can't think of anything else with more earlier than that. Do you know what I mean? Can, I mean, do you guys, can you guys think of a fucking game that even honestly comes close? <laughs> no, and that's why, that's exactly why when I called these games strategy games, because I'm like, man, I'm sitting here reading. I don't want to do this. Move on. New game. <laughs> I, I didn't sit in school. I fucking do that at home on my fucking Tendo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything personally that has more dialogue I, I, short of final fantasy which of course at this point had not yet come out so does not actually apply yeah. how much later did final fantasy come out after this uh was i want to say it was like a year i think 90 i want to say or maybe 91, 90 91 like. yeah maybe late 90 probably i think actually you know what i want to say christmas 90 because I, I believe it was a christmas release if i recall correctly but that's could be entirely conjecture but you know what we'll cover it in the pod uh, and you'll get the <laughs> if you don't like using google you can get the facts like 
a year and a half from now. <laughs> <laughs> Just hang in there. We'll probably get it wrong for that. <laughs> anyway, open chests, talk to guards, defeat Dragonlord. You have your orders. Before you can start checking shit off that list, though, the game presents the UI, and it is comprised of two boxes, one depicting status, so it has name, level, hit points, magic points, gold experience, and this is actually where I want to talk about starting stuff, and it sounds like, Jab, you didn't take note, but I had 14 HP to start, which I just assumed was, yeah, a constant, and then when I saw Jay's early game screenshot on the Facebook page, he had 15, and uh, what the fuck? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was definitely like, what the fuck? Like, what, why? I don't know, what the fuck? Especially early on, that's such an important thing early on, you know? Yeah, because in, uh, like, so you, you, you come to accept those variances. I mean, it's not even that you accept them. They are, like, part of the gameplay in later Nintendo RPGs. Like, yes, your fighter in Final Fantasy is going to have more hit points than your black mage or your white mage. That's understood at that point. But, you know, like you were saying, with Dragon Warrior being not only, like, a new game to America, but, like, a new concept of a game to a degree, um, again, you didn't think there'd be that much variance. I actually right. had no idea either. So, yep. yeah, that, that yeah. is weird. Interesting. Yep. And then the other box has your command options, which is mostly comprised of your non-combat verbs. So talk, spell, status, item, stairs, door, search, take. The only one of these that has depth worth discussing right now probably is status, which has some more character metrics not shown in the main status window, as well as what weapons, armor, and shield you have equipped. So on there, there's strength, agility, max HP and MP, attack, and defensive power. Strength and agility, which, Jab, you already talked about a bunch, are directly correlated to your character's level and only increase as that does. At least as I understand, actually. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jab, if you know it's different. But I'm strength... not exactly the expert. I just I, I found a random link. So Right. No. <laughs> I'm just saying if you've noticed. Like, I, like, I'm pretty sure that your strength... Because there's... like there's you, you also in here have attack and defensive power. And I think... I'm pretty sure that those fluctuate they also fluctuate with your level, but they because they factor in strength and agility, but they fluctuate also with what shit you equip and how much and, and determine how much damage you dole out and, and that which you incur. So that's what the attack and defensive power represent. Whereas strength and agility, while correlated, are standalone things that do not change with with weapons and armor. You know, correct. As I understand it, you know, and then strength of course helps determine attack damage. Agility informs dodging enemy attacks and running. As uh, as I read, See, that's again kind of just that diversified of, of a metric system. I think on this is, is really interesting, you know, and obviously very very Dungeons and Dragonsy. The spell option will have much worth discussing on the line, but your little budding archaeologist currently knows fuck all about magic, so this is empty at present. <laughs> as far as the status shit goes. So, anyways, into the game. The treasure hoarding game player uh, is, and everyone is almost certainly pushing you straight to the chests, which contain 120 gold, a torch, and a magic key. And these are all like, again, this is just this is good world building and good story building, I think, because these all have very much relevance early on in the game. You know what I mean? They're not just random fucking shit that they're throwing you to open treasure chests and find, <laughs> which, is, which is good. <laughs> you know, yeah. When you open a chest, you are given maybe the my, my most favorite copywriting in the entire game, and that, Ooh, that yeah, yeah. is good. Yep. Fortune smiles upon thee, Todd. Thou hast found whatever. And that is, <laughs> yeah, that is that is so goddamn fun. I think, I, I swear to God, I think that to myself just about every time something good happens to me in my actual life. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> Fortune really smiled upon me. Yeah, Fortune smiles upon thee. Like that that plays in my mind whenever anything good happens. So <laughs> highly impressionable uh copywriting there. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then the guards act as vessels for critical table setting information. The three things you are told here are Princess Gwelyn was kidnapped by the enemy half a year ago, and the king is super bummed about <laughs> about it, even though he doesn't speak of it. And then the guard implores <laughs> you to rescue her. So that's like, you know, kind of your initial, even though the king, and that's also cool too, that like, that is kind of your initial big overarching baby step goal, you know, and, and the king doesn't even tell it to you like someone else does. Like that's a very subtle by NES <laughs> storytelling mm-hmm. standard. No, that's a very subtle uh, narrative choice as to, to have that given to you by not the king there. You know what I mean? I think. Yeah, right, like, because... Does the king want me to go on this journey or not? <laughs> well, yeah, like most Nintendo games, well, I mean, most video games, especially this early on in, you know, the. Uh, in Into the idea of a video game, like they explicitly tell you what the goal is. Like, yeah. you know, you, you've got to do this and. Uh, yeah, dude doesn't even bring it up, which you could even role play a little bit and be like, yeah, it hurts him to even think about so much that like he didn't want to talk about that shit. Right, right. And well, that's what I mean. The guard says it actually explicitly. Oh, he, did he say it explicitly? Yeah, okay. yeah, he's like, you know, he doesn't talk. I, I, I should have wrote down the exact copy instead of being a bad podcast host. But the uh, it's yeah, he says something akin to like he, it, you know, it, ups, it upsets him so much that he doesn't like to bring it up or something like that. Uh, I actually thought you added that for flair on your <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he did not say super bummed. That that's that was poor, poor choice of words. I don't think that's very old Englishy. <laughs> yeah, doesn't type into the story. We're trying to story build here even with the podcast. So I'm doing a bad job. And so the other another dude here tells you that he explains actually that the keys open doors, so you know what that fucking thing is that you just got and what to do with it and where to use it. And the Last tells you there's a town east of the castle where armor, weapons, and other shit may be purchased. And also tells you of the inn and that. And this is exact verbiage. Sleep heals all. So you know, kind of uh, doing a, a a semi-veiled job of explaining to you the entire purpose of where you need to go now and what to do there. And you know, and again, like that's instead of just you know, and it's, it's so important too. And we'll kind of get into it later, I think. I'm sure, but like you know, this is obviously infinitely longer long before the uh, the quest objective log <laughs> a mechanic right. that, that are used in the video games so like laying these things out and finding a way to do it tactfully without just yes some sort of, you know, they couldn't even do it explicitly i think if they wanted to they had, like no one had thought of the idea of some on-screen thing and like the fucking the text wouldn't even fit like there's you, you couldn't even put this on a log or some sort of like where to go and what to do next kind of thing. Like it wouldn't even have worked, I think in this interface with the way, you know, just the limited, uh, pixels available <laughs> yeah. to, to the, to the designers. So, yeah. Right. Which, um, like actually, you know, a, a early, well, I could probably just left that word off, but like a, a very fair criticism of this game is like, if you were to like step away from it for a second and then come back, you would have no fucking oh, clue, no clue. Yeah. Where That's you what, are or what yeah. you're supposed to do. That's also one of the fun things. Again, we talked about like the save game being on an old car. You haven't touched them forever. Like they're not all at the end of the game when you pick them up. <laughs> Sometimes like right. I, I have no fucking idea what to do here. I have no clue. I have no like, idea where I'm at. Like <laughs> there's no context clues by which I can ascertain exactly what I should be doing next. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I guess but... if you had a particular item, like then you would have an idea. Sure. Yeah. But not the. It's not it, clearly not the most in, intuitive of things. No, definitely not. Pick, picking it back up and trying to figure it out. 
So you learn right here in the throne room that you often have to use the command menu selections for things that could slash should happen without needing senseless menu clicks. And that is also a very fair criticism of this game. So yeah. open a door. If there's only one key in the game, you should be able to just hit A at the door. You know what I mean? Like it, at least Dragon Warrior 2, there are different keys for different doors. You got to use different items. That makes a little more sense to make a menu based. But in the case of, you know, you only if the, the door is either there or not and you need a key for every one of them, like there's just no need to have multiple clicks. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. You know what I mean? Right. And <laughs> unlike, yeah, and Dragon Warrior 2 further improves on it by not making you go to the goddamn menu for, to go down the stairs. Like you just step on the stairs and right. go. Well, yeah, that's yeah. There's there's the stairs. So yeah, you want to go up or down stairs. You can't just walk onto them. You got to use the menu. Or if you want to open a chest, don't use search. Got to use take. And you should be able to just hit A on it or facing it. You know, I mean, you, you clearly want to interact with this thing if you're looking at it and there's nothing else there. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I have to guess that like they were going for that, like that Dragon Warrior tabletop role play freedom where it's like yeah you see a chest yeah i'm standing on it but i don't necessarily take it right right like something like that but it, it, the end result of course is just annoying yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> slow and tedious as many old things i'll play D if i want to play D D. right so you if you eventually put that all together build all your story get your key open the door head up the stairs and then you are in tantagel castle so, so you have the steps, and uh, you, you now know a little about how to get around the game and are in the castle common area. And Tantagel does have its own music cue. And a bunch of peeps aimlessly wandering around that tell you a range of doom and gloom things. <laughs> around about here. So there's like there's a merchant who uh, merchants who have been traveling and, and had friends slain by the dragon lord, and then there's another dude that tells you the dragon lord has laid waste to entire towns, and there's another one clamoring about where oh where is Princess Gwalyn. So basically, shit sucks right now, kind of like COVID. <laughs> That's where the world's at when you when you when you're coming into this game, and they do a, a pretty good job. Or you could say outside our doors is actually just Dragon Warrior out there. Right. <laughs> right. So one cat also tells you to become strong enough to face future trials, thou must first battle many foes. And the more succinct way of of saying this is NES player, you're about to learn about a concept called grinding. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly what that means. Yeah, that guy was. I, I found him too, and I was like, "That guy has been the most truthful person I've encountered yet." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this guy is giving it to me straight. The king is bullshitting. <laughs> he didn't even mention his missing daughter or whatever, whatever she is. <laughs> like, but this guy was like, "Yeah, get ready to fucking hit the A button." Yep. Dude, that's what I was thinking when I got outside the castle. I was like, "Wait a minute." Like, I need to level up. Am I grinding here? Like, like yes, like, yeah, you that, are. Yeah, that's such a funny thing, actually. That like, you know, it is programmed into you now that to play a game like this. Like, I need to, I need to, I need to become better equipped to deal with this world. Like, that's a, I know that's an immediate need, and I need to get yep. to it. I need to get to its stat. Whereas, yes, like you know, it was not. This game was not laid out to be that way. They they want you. You know, you're not given a lot of. Actually, that's that's worth talking about. Maybe a lot of games. You you know, Zelda. You fucking you first screen. The only thing you can do, unless you're incredibly ballsy, is go down into that cave and get a sword. You know what I mean? Like, it's just giving to you. And it's here. here's your implement. Go forth and, and fucking uh, deal destruction. <laughs> Whereas in this case, like, you're dropped out. and You have to go out into that world with nothing. 
just naked. <laughs> but, you know, and if you don't go to the town and acquire the shit that you need responsibly, you obviously put yourself in a perilous position. You know what I mean? So that's, uh, again, kind of maybe going back to, Jab, what you were saying about, you know, them, at least to some degree, allotting you the freedom of, yes, a Dungeons & Dragons game where, you know, you can make the choice. It's probably dumb to do that, but you have the option available to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and probably to give you like a little bit of context too, like if you get into a fight between the castle and the town, like yeah, you're like you you could beat a slime to death with your bare fist while you're naked, like a hundred percent. But like you're gonna find out immediately as soon as you put some clothes on and buy a bamboo stick, like it's a much more efficient way to do it. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah, that's actually cool too. That you you know it's un highly unlikely, but uh, if you First of all, do any dawdling, or again, yeah, even if you don't, you can get into a fight walking those five steps or whatever it is to Breconary, and that's, you know, worth mentioning that again. That, oh, that, that can't dude, happen. Dude, definitely happened to me because I did not go straight to Breconary. <laughs> like, oh, see, yeah. I you. went out, and I was like, wait a minute, hold up, I don't have anything to fight with, so I just started running, and then I ran into something even worse, and then I had to run again. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you that's actually, like, stop stop and imagine it you're like oh, god the, like the king trusted me to like save the world and like the first thing i did like an unbelievable dumbass <laughs> just start wandering around the countryside butt-ass naked <laughs> beating right. animals to death with my bare hands like yep. what what kind of idiot king picks me of all people yep. poor, <laughs> poor poor hiring choice bed need to work on their hr department over at santa joe he's got three heavily armed guards in the fucking room with him what is it <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah. But they are not the descendant of Erdrich, Jeb, and that, that now that is true. <laughs> so I like I like the dudes at the at the door of the castle who both redundantly welcome you to Tantagel Castle. They I thought it made me think of like Walmart greeters. <laughs> <laughs> so other than that chit chat, there's a few locked doors that you can't do anything about right now, so all you can really do is head outside the castle, and that takes you out into the overworld. And, you know, we were kind of just talking about it, but when you step outside, the game cuts to an overworld map and fires up a new music ditty with an air of curiosity to it. And that's what we heard coming in into the segment. And the castle you were just inside takes up one square, which is also the same size as your sprite standing on top of it. So, like, that, you know, that sounds like just fucking basic 101 game shit, RPG game shit, but this is the first time that a person's ever seen that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that kind of uh, scaling, I guess, going from where you were just inside that castle, you were fucking one square worth of shit walking around in that thing, and now you go to another map or another overhead thing, and you are the same size as the castle, and it, you know, the, taking that all in is, is a new, unique thing that, you know, probably shouldn't just be glossed over as an assumption or a given because it was the first time a player was seeing that shit, you know, and that's, again, just I think about, like, from a design standpoint, like, even having the creativity to come up with that idea is pretty fucking uh, you know not a small thing i think uh, to make that jump and to have two different kinds of worlds to explore like that you know well wouldn't you yeah you might not not to uh not to poo poo on your idea entirely but like didn't you see this uh, now this is the first time you've probably seen it on well it's the well not the first council okay jeff just talk um <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the first time you've seen it necessarily because you've seen games like ultima exist on pc before this Sure, but I did. I hadn't, dude. I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, I'm not saying it's never been done. And, and, and clearly, the designer who makes this game probably plays that game. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be specific to Dragon Warrior. I'm just saying, you know, I'm not saying that it's like this monumentous accomplishment by Dragon Warrior. Oh, okay, you're, you're saying, yeah. right, right, for the game. Just, 
yeah, just the idea as a player first seeing something like that, you know, who, who wherever at first, and, and yeah, maybe I should have fucking researched that to be able to expound on this point. <laughs> but yeah, whenever it first happened, like that idea is is not a small one, uh, you know, as far as right uh, design choices go. It's interesting, you know. So anyways, that was actually that was actually jarring to me. I was like, whoa, oh, that's interesting, you know. But it it was cool. Yep, for sure. So so wait, you like I, maybe we should have covered this before. Uh, we got started on the podcast, but um. Oh yeah, I was supposed. To, I meant to. I re- it was in the notes. <laughs> <laughs> we did the emulation disclosure. We were supposed to talk about our experience with this game. And, right. Yeah. So you, so Jerry, you've never played the game. I had never ever played this game. This is it, the most I've ever done with this. And it sounds like you've never played this style of game. So I played like Zelda, you know, but right. not it even, was not even not even in the same universe. Not even just because <laughs> yeah. they both and have like, sports does not mean they're the same. Yeah, definitely not. Was never my type of game growing up. Like anytime a game was like RPG or like had a lot of like reading, I was just like, nope, done. Not going to play with it. So I just never, I never even heard of this though. Like not the franchise at all. So crazy. It was wow. Like, yeah, it was such a huge, it was just like, I feel like, you know, there was a period, I want to say like third, fourth grade where like it just, it fucking consumed my life for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> like, like looking at the, the the strategy guide, which I think I might even have gotten my hands on before. Like, I think I bought it off a kid. Like, he pulled it out of his Nintendo Power, and I bought just the strategy guide from him wow. without even having the game yet. Man, can you wow. tell me what kid that was? That would fucking blow my mind. David Camargo. <laughs> oh, it was David Camargo. Wow, okay. I'm pretty sure it was David Camargo, yeah. Nice. Uh, that is a bit of conjecture. I don't remember viscerally, but I want to say that's what it was. So I'm pretty sure that's where I got the cart too. I think I bought the cart off him. I want to say because I I didn't have the sleeve. Like I didn't. I certainly didn't get it from Nintendo Power like so many others did at the time. I got the cart. Uh, I remember because I had it in one of those plastic things, not a sleeve. Oh, okay. Oh. And I, and I think I want to say that was how. Uh, the kid got whatever he wanted, and he like his, all his entire NES collection was in those 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 hard plastic, almost the rental cases basically, but they were Nintendo uh, branded. You know what I mean? God, I forgot about those. They like click shut. Yep, yep. With, the little, mm. yep. with those, like, two little teeth got. or whatever. Yep, just like the ones you got from the rental places. Yep, it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about those for fucking my like the past thirty years, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, I was, yeah, yeah. Those are amazing. Uh-uh. I was looking at, uh, I think I talked about it in the pod, but yeah, I found, I don't know, uh, like there was uh, the, there's a certain brand of the things that went in the fucking, in those at the rental places. And I was, I was talking to some guy who was trying to collect them and archive them for a while. And I like, he had the idea of like, he was trying to acquire them all on the internet. Like I posted a picture about him or something. The guy like reached out directly, like excited, like, oh my God, I don't have that one. <laughs> Do you have a clear picture of it? <laughs> oh my God, to me. Uh, and he's trying to archive them all because yeah, the, like the whole thing, the whole reason those existed was because it was a copyright infringement to reprint or reproduce the actual instruction manuals and sell them. And cause it was already a thing that they were renting games. Like Nintendo was upset about that. So, you know, they didn't like to the, the, the way they got around it was that if they didn't include the instruction booklet, it was, there was no actual copyright infringement. Cause I guess what was on the game cartridges wasn't a legal fucking infringement of some kind yet. And they weren't reproducing it. They were just renting the original purchased one anyway. So right. you know, mm. and that's a whole legal discussion in of itself, but yeah, so they got to include instruction manuals. Someone else just fucking came up with the brilliant idea of kind of surmising a 
a abridged version into that just one page sticker that goes into the inside of the cover and fucking selling those to the rental joints. You know what I mean? And that is where all those came from. It was not, you know, Nintendo had nothing to do with that. It was it was someone who just came up with the idea of fucking writing a revised version. So it's all original copy. You know what I mean? So the idea that you can't just find all that copy. Like you can find everything else on the internet in any given moment is its own interesting thing that someone's trying to fucking archive it, you know? Nice. God bless him. Yep, God bless <laughs> Enterprising. Him. Yeah, I was like, you know, I, like, there was like, there was like a, I spent probably a solid two days like thinking on it, like, man, maybe I'll, maybe I should fucking try to like, me and then like, I should dump some money because he sounded kind of broke about it. <laughs> like, I, he was, he was like, he was kind of like, because I like you know I just badgered back for them and he was like dude I found this one on eBay that had like a fucking million of them he's like yeah but that's super expensive and it was like four hundred bucks and I was like it's like if it's all it takes is four hundred bucks to get you going on this like I could t- and you give me a slice of the uh, the profit <laughs> thing like I I got four hundred bucks man right. <laughs> but, yeah, I might help him out man I just got fired and it turns out when you get fired you get unlimited money so I, I have more money than I know what to do with I might as well invest in some stupid shit like this uh, but the whole thing was that you know that that shit was copyrighted like the the company that made them did copyright their revised versions so you know what i mean like that was its own legal thing but that company is not really around anymore so it was like yeah it was like there was just some legal shit to it that i was like i don't know it sounds kind of you know i'm not sure if it fucking can be pulled off so mm. that's why i didn't invest in that venture guys so back to dragon warrior <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure the audience is just thrilled to hear about this <laughs> So uh, you can see other ca- another castle across a water channel when, when you're where you come out into the overworld, and it's surrounded by black or poisonous swamp if you read the instruction manual, and craggy mountains, and to say the least, it is less than inviting. And there is a square to the east that looks different than the castles do, and it was to be inferred by most intelligent kids as the town of Breckenary that was spoken about a few times in the castle. And unless you're a mindless barbarian, jab. Oh, hey. Hello. Looking, <laughs> looking to immediately turn to pillaging the countryside and ignoring the direction provided you by the castle staff members, you head over there to Breckenary. And in Breckenary, there is quite a chipper little tune that welcomes you into town. told by a castle inhabitant that this place used to be a paradise but no longer is and it doesn't look so bad to me <laughs> like, yeah it looks like a nice little place way worse, here. way worse parts of town <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone is moving about just fine it's not like the whole town is bedridden with syphilis or anything like that like they're fucking you know it's, i mean there's a little bit of desert shit or, or kind of the desert tiles which i guess maybe suggests a lack of I don't know, vibrant foliage, but mm, I mean, as far as, you know, old, like you actually compare to an old town that would have been, you know, I don't know what, 1300s England or something like this is probably not so bad. <laughs> yeah, the streets would have been filled with shit and right. like, you know, people <laughs> dying from the plague. And yeah, it just would not have been pretty. Breckenridge doesn't seem all that bad. Yep. So there are, of course, a bunch of townsfolk. And I think I like, yeah, like as, you know, this is the first one we're doing of these, so I'm kind of like figuring out outline slash formatting as we go here. And this made me think that there should be every every town we get into, there should be a, a segment called Townsfolk Chatter. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Just to talk about what the people say, because that's probably one of the more interesting things we're talking about in this fucking game. So getting into that, there is one soldier at the end that tells you to tell King Lorik the search for his daughter hath failed, 
and then he's almost gone. So this dude is just dying in the end. <laughs> right? That's actually wild, though, like, for, like, role play, like, you know, he's probably come back from looking for her, and he's been grievously wounded, and he's like, hey, dude, please go tell the king, we blew it. But it's also, if you think about it again, just, again, the actual nuts and bolts of it, like, why is he in the inn? Like, the, the castle's right over there. <laughs> yeah, <you> know, <laughs> he's, that, he's that badly injured. But, I mean, I, yeah, I guess, you know, like, yeah, what, where, what other reprieve is available to him? It's not like there's a... No tavern. There's no. Yeah, where would he go? I don't know. Well, he talked to the same guy. Whoa, hey there. He talked to the same guy in the castle that said sleep cures everything. (laughs) 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 Yeah, very true. Very true. And he's finding out that is not the case. That the the world is full of lies. And uh, another dude tells you the castle you saw across the river is Charlock, and that it's the fortress of the Dragonlord. And it's so cool to me that they put put it in like plain sight of where you start the game and you have to play the whole game to get to something you could see right at the beginning and that's only again. a few squares away and that's just like beyond like incomprehensibly good storytelling you know um really cool dude i almost went there because of that i was like wait a minute i got i got my club my stick no jay you did not <laughs> I, I was like, "Where is it at? Like, it's right there." Well, why not? So I'll take care of this right now, dude. <laughs> like two minutes. I'll bang this out on lunch, dude. What are you I'm guys doing? Urtrick. <laughs> yeah, I'll swim across the channel. I'll beat the shit out of the dragon lord of my club, and I'll go home. <laughs> yeah, Problem fucking solved. Not bunch of fucking lazy people here. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And a soldier hiding in an alley behind a building tells you to beware the bridges that a danger grows when thou crosses. And this is alluding to the enemy difficulty uptick you'll encounter every time you cross a bridge as you stray from Tantagel. And also, it, incl- it, it implies that this guy is clearly a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but more importantly, it's telling you about the mechanic that, yes, every time you cross a bridge in this game, and it's, it's mentioned in the strategy guide. I don't know if it's mentioned in the instruction book. It might be. That sounds like the kind of thing that they would put in the helpful hints at the end section, you know. But, yeah, like that, that's like a it's, – it's a very definable – way of kind of gatekeeping the difficulty of this game you know and, and i'm sure that was probably that's probably a very before thinking of that probably a very uh, a very talked about and thought about like how do we define the you know levels of this game and that's kind of what it mm-hmm. is representative of new level new enemies harder be more prepared etc cetera, etc cetera. pretty cool a peasant tells you to go north to the seashore, then follow the coastline west until you until thou hath reached Garenham. He does not, however, explain what the fuck a Garenham is. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> uh, I don't know, do do what you may with that information. And also in the wheelhouse of quest objectives being added to the quest log you don't have in games for another fifteen years, a dude asks, "Art thou the descendant of Erdrick?" And apparently you not an affirmation as he tacks on a, "Hast thou any proof?" So basically, perhaps we need to find proof of our heritage as far as like what do we do next? Mm. Kind of. Thing. I mean, this actually got me thinking about the concept of quest logs and tracking. So I start, I did do a little research on this particular topic. So EverQuest two, circa two thousand seven is the first quest log game mechanic appearance, according to giantbomb.com, during the very quick research that I did do. So I thought that was interesting. Oh, shit. Yeah, mm. I did not know the answer to that question when I started thinking about it. 2007 seems later. It, it, I, it, I, I would have guessed later than that, or earlier than that, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, that's it's kind of, it's such a, 
like a limbo period for my gaming anyways. Like that was right around when I first moved to New York. And other than Jay, you and I in our apartment in Harlem playing fucking NBA, whatever the fuck that was like, I was not. Yeah. It, it, it says it all in the fact that I we were playing that on the GameCube. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And it's like that game, Madden was pretty much all it yeah. was right there. Yeah, the GameCube was not the new thing at that time by any length. So I was clearly kind of off the gaming train for a bit. I didn't get the Wii until much later in the cycle of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd say that was like maybe like 2010 or 11 that I got the Wii. So yeah, I spent I spent I don't even know if I kept my GameCube that whole time. I might have had like the, it might have been the only time in my life where I did not have a gaming system of some kind, you know what I mean? And that's, Dude, yeah, actually, I had not, it was like the it. same thing for me. I stopped after that. Like it was a gap from then until the Xbox one debuted. And then I got my Xbox one. There was like nothing in between. Yep. The dark days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my, my years of, of mis, misguided behavior. The, the building on the far side of a little bridge spanning the town Crick in the Southeast corner also has a Walmart greeter. And he says, <laughs> <laughs> enter where thou can and i'm guessing like i was looking at that and i was like i mean i don't know like again kind of you played the game you know how it works da, 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 but like i see that when i really try to dissect it as this guy was put here because playtesting studies showed kids could not always guess this was a building they could enter you know what i mean like that, <laughs> that that brick square was an opening that led into the tool shop was not something that people were just picking up on so they felt they needed to put a little dude here to instruct you to do so you know what i mean Oh yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily intuitive, you know, until you play this game and Final Fantasy. Well, actually, Final Fantasy wasn't like that. But we, we, actually, Final Fantasy. Well, there were Final Fantasy Game Boy games that were like that. The point is, yes, that becomes like a standard in RPGs going forward. But at this time, like again, being one of the first, people didn't know that shit. So you got to put a guard in there that says, like, "Hey, walk on the door to get in the shop." <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> So many dumb little things they probably didn't deal with. Where they were, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, the guy that's got to program that, he's like, got to add another one of those dudes. He's like, they tell him that, and he's like, oh, you fucking moron, who the fuck are you getting to test this thing? Right. <laughs> they probably called him on the weekend, like, hey, uh, guy, like, oh fuck, I was out with the family, fine. <laughs> one guard, two fucking lines of text, whatever. <laughs> Just use that sprite of that asshole over hanging over by the fucking uh, the weapon shop. <clears throat> Yeah, he did the 1988 version of uh, copy and paste. So. <laughs> yeah, right. For sure. Guard. Yep. Which leads us to discussing some commerce, like the good old little American capitalist pigs that we are. This this tool shop has, in, the one inside the building, has herbs, which heal you, torches, which light up dungeons, and you got one in the, in the throne room already, and then the dragon scale, which is explained in the manual as a dragon fossil with mysterious powers that slightly increases your defensive power. So was something it was like one of the weird things like we'll get into what we spent our initial money on here in a second but like that was one of the things that i was always i don't know i was, just, I was fascinated by that it was very important for me to have that at the beginning and it kind of it almost informed my stock of of dealing with my initial purchases you know what i mean because i wanted to have that it was so important to me but hmm. anyways the i black know what that was Yes, got to read the fucking dude. Got to read the manual. <laughs> <laughs> the the blacksmith has weapons and armor, and you are forced into a lesson about the impacts of opportunity cost immediately by this dude. And the offering here is the bamboo pole for ten gold, the club for sixty, the copper sword for one eighty, clothes for twenty, leather armor for seventy, the small shield for ninety, and you have a hundred and twenty gold at your disposal unless you did some hand to hand and buck naked combat out in the wild before into town, and that means you have some decisions to make here. So. 
the instruction manual actually proposes your two best options, or maybe your only two options, really. A, a club and a clothes combo, or a bamboo pole and a leather armor mashup. And what did you guys go with for this initial equipment purchase? Oh, definitely the club and clothes. Like, I didn't... And I chose that on my own and then looked at the strategy guide because I didn't want them to like, I didn't want to just take what they said at first, but it <laughs> kind of is the only thing to really make sense, you know? Okay. Good job. To me. I've always had an infatuation with the copper sword because it's such a drastic jump in damage. Like it really changes the way that you can play the game. Sorry, Jerry, for spoiling it for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um,. <laughs> Yeah, so like I, I, I'm always, I've always been obsessed with the copper sword, so uh, I usually take the path that leads me to that quickest. Although this time I made a, a slight variation uh, based not only on me wanting to get the copper sword as quickly as possible, but role-playing a slightly different character. So I just went with the club. No armor, no shield, no nothing, just the club. Butt naked Ooh. with a big stick. Okay, yeah, that is it. Because that, <laughs> that, that is an absolute... That, it's yeah, my it's mine is kind of a hybrid of of the two uh, like i i didn't think there was a more extreme way than i did it but yeah jab that you, you actually cracked the code there with a more extreme way because i'm the same way the the fucking the, the copper sword is my ultimate goal from this town so how, how do i get there the fastest and with the least resistance is, is what i'm thinking but you know actually going through that made me think you didn't say your experience of the game jab oh my god yeah yeah um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I can I can do this quickly, and everybody can already infer from everything I've said about this game already. Um, yeah, I've I played this game a ton of times, like you said, in third grade for you, which would have been like kindergarten-ish for me. Um, so I was like kind of tagging along with you. Uh, would just play this game constantly, and it, it like legitimate attempts to beat the game, or like if I just had enough, like you know, none of the games that we had were any good, or like we rented a game and it sucked. Like kids that are listening, that's a thing that can happen. Think about that. <laughs> um, how fucking bad that ruins your week, um, or your weekend especially. Uh, I would just pop in Dragon Warrior or Final Fantasy and just level up, like with no necessary intention. So I, I've played this game. That's, uh, that's such an insane behavior if you think about it. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely <laughs> like, insane. And like, yeah. there, is, is there any like I don't know if I can think of something that you could do that is more demonstrative of having nothing to do and no direction in life at the time. <laughs> like, like to, to have a blank on a plate <laughs> in your life where you're like, I'm just going to level up <laughs> on a game that I don't need to level up on. Like grinding is, is, is considered to be such the bane of existence for, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, no, that, that was the objective then. Yeah, so like as a kid, uh, to have, to have, for, this, for this, the, the, the slate to be that blank is just a, such a beautiful idea. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what's crazy though is like I'm now unemployed and uh, back to level and, up. <laughs> and, and there's a quarantine, and I was sitting here. I was probably on like level three or something, just like mindlessly killing Drakeys or something. And like it kind of came back to me a little bit. I was like, oh my god, I have absolutely no direction in my life. <laughs> like I really need to figure something out. But yeah, I played this game uh, a ton and uh, love it dearly. So fucking a. Okay, so yeah, I I, I am of the same mindset. Like uh, I it. it one, I'm I'm always kind of I lean towards the defensive side of it, like to make myself like dying is I, I hate and there's financial it. logic to that too. Yeah, because well, yeah, I guess actually not. No, because you lose you lose gold when you die. I believe you lose half your gold. But I I actually started. What's funny is as much as I've played this game and all the shit that I've talked, uh, when I started playing this, 
uh, I was I was managing my damage like I was watching it very closely and like how much gold I gained because I was under the impression and I think it's just because I had just watched a uh, Final Fantasy Legend two playthrough on YouTube and those ends when you An- go to another that... thing to monster from no direction. In life. <laughs> hey man, well, there's a goddamn quarantine and I'm unemployed. I mean, what do you want me to do? Like... Hey, but uh, th- those ends. It's one gold piece per hit point. So, like, if you take right. damage, you got to pay for that later. I thought this game was the same as much as I played it. And so I was, like, managing that shit closely, and that's not the case. But, yes, you do lose half your gold, which is a fucking nightmare oh, if yeah. that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. jump off the fucking roof. That's so The much. only thing worse than grinding <laughs> is, is losing it. Yeah. Is losing <laughs> the grind. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, that fucking sucks for sure. So, yeah, so, yeah, I always, yeah, I, so getting that leather armor was critical to me. And... The opportunity cost of buying the club, yes, pushes you further from the copper, copper sword you ultimately want from this town, as well as relegates you to decreased defense at the weakest point of the game if you don't buy the fucking leather armor. So I, the root, uh, you know, I, and I also want to have that dragon scale too, which is even more defense, you know what I mean? So mm. getting those two things and then that bamboo pole is almost always what I do uh, mm. it, as, as my starting position for this game, you know what I mean? And it, uh, Yeah. That's how I handle that shit. So you get outfitted, and then you, uh, at his direction, should return to King Lorik back at the castle. He tells you to get equipped and come back. So you do that, and the, he says to you, this is your first time returning to him, and he says to you, I am greatly pleased that thou hast returned, Todd. And, and that's, <laughs> I like that. That's, that's also a good copy to me. And you are told you need 7 XP to level up, unless you, again, buck naked some slimes out in, the, out in the wild before you do this. And then you are asked for the first time whether you would like to record thy deeds on the Imperial Scrolls of Honor. This is how you save your game, and it is why this podcast is named as it is. <laughs> That'd be trivia for... Uh... For uh, big fans of the show later, like, you know why <laughs> it's called the Imperial Scrolls of Honor podcast. I do. If you say you'd like to continue thy quest, King Laura closes shit out with some dialogue. I enjoy the writing of a great deal as well. Goodbye now, Todd. Take care and tempt not the fates. And fates is capitalized in that sentence. That's a very strong mm. word. <laughs> Anytime a noun gets gets proper, I pay attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's it, yeah. <laughs> If you say you would not like to continue with your quest, he replies, rest then for a while. And then, yes, then you have to do, if you're playing on OG hardware as I am, you have to do then do the fame, the infamous, maybe better better put, hold reset, then hit power to, to, to actually save the game. Uh, or to ensure that you save your game. Like I, Many a kid has done it, and or forgot to do it, rather. And been like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> yeah, like power. Oh. Down, like, oh my god! Oh my god! It's in there. Oh, thank god it's fucking there. <laughs> Dude, that's way too much stress to add to my life. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, it's it's oddly comforting now to do it. Yeah, you say that now until you lose your fucking file and you got to start over. We're at level twenty-two. It won't be because I don't hit reset power. It'll be because the fucking battery fails finally <laughs> Ugh, it's still it's a stress i don't need in my life <laughs> yeah, yeah. so anyhow uh, assuming you do continue your quest and we certainly did the over you're back going back to the overworld and it is time to grind <laughs> <laughs> so as far as what's out in the wild here surrounding the castle are a bunch of chump enemies you can thump on without exposing yourself to much danger and then returning to breconary to visit the inn for as you were kind of alluding to a few minutes ago visit the end for six gold a night whenever you get low on hp and you will actually be informed of 
<laughs> being low on HP because everything that's white on the overworld map turns kind of this reddish pink hue. So you like, it has this critical look to it, you know, and that was so uh, stressful. Yeah. Whenever that popped up, I was just like, Oh, I got to run. Like I got to get, get out of here. I mean, honestly, the way I play the game again, like I, I <laughs> skew on the safe side of everything. I'm never even, I'm never, even, but if it gets there, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I, I was not paying attention because I very rarely do I let myself get that close, especially this early. Cause yes, the fucking grind component of the early game is such so much. So because you're just the enemies available to you are, you have slimes, which are little blue blobs, the weakest enemy in the game. They're worth one XP, one gold piece. There are red slimes, which are identical to regular slimes and are the second weakest enemy in the game. And they only have one XP and two, two gold pieces. So that's really all you're at risk of tangoing with. If you stay in the forest and hills inside like that crescent mountain range to the north of the castle, I think you can, I didn't in this playthrough, but I believe you might be able to find a Drakey in here every now and again, if you're particularly unlucky and it's funny, like those. So those are the flying bat-like things that are they're a big step up comparatively. <laughs> uh, they can get two damage incur, like they can they rather they can incur two damage on leather armor. And when your max HP is fourteen HP, as mine was, that's a big fuck step up. <laughs> yeah, mm. <laughs> slimes doing their one every time. You know what I mean? So see, man, I ran into so many of those drakies. I was getting battled. Did like... you did you head outside that? Little area. Yeah, I was I was just like walking up through the trees. Like I went north and I walked through the trees and then Drakey after Drakey. Like yeah, yeah. yeah man. It was, it was definitely like and, and I did it before I had the stick first, and that was just when I had to try to run. But then when I came back or I, not the stick, I came back with the like club and much better. Encounter <laughs> wow, yeah, that's that's risky business. Yeah, that's yeah, man. Palsy for sure. They bite your dick. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that, that's certainly that's certainly novice uh, decision making to say the least. Because yeah, the like I said, I don't even I don't even think about leaving that mountain range. Yeah, right, right there by the castle early on here before level two. So I would say like level three, I don't fight anything that's not a slime of some sort. Yeah, if you're playing it safe for sure. So yeah, well, yeah so, like that that goes to show that like you know me and you have played this game thirty five thousand times and Jerry <laughs> zero. Right. He's yeah, like wander around the countryside like oh this is very beautiful. Like, all right, let me fight some by yeah. Well, that's, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's one of the one of the beautiful things about the the, the swath of of our three experiences playing this game together like this. Uh, that's one of the appealing things to me because like I I almost it's it's almost I'm almost it's, it's almost like a cheap way of vicariously living through Jay's experience. Yeah, <laughs> because I I would you know it would just be. I, I clearly inachievable goal, but like I would just, it would be amazing to play this game on, you know, un, without any experience whatsoever. It would be just an incredible thing. Right. To do it again for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny to me that you guys are talking about like, Oh, trying to get this copper sword. So I'm thinking the same thing. Like I need more gold to get better stuff and I need to go fight these Drakeys now that I know Maybe they're things. up in the, like in the rough yeah. stuff, like maybe I'll get more gold. So that's why I'm like going and trying to fight them, you know? That's, that's and, and you know what? And that, I think that, that is, in a, that is in a nutshell what RPGs are, and it is <laughs> it, is, it is the balance of it's like the, the challenge. You know, it's not there's there's clearly no level of dexterity involved with playing the game. The challenge in it is taking on too much prior to being ready for it. Like that, the decision mm -hmm. to do that, the cognizant choice to overextend yourself is really where the challenge is. Because you, yes, the, the inner, the inner child and gamer in you, like, let's go. Yeah. Like you said, I want to go to Charlotte Castle right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. right. <laughs> like, the person who's played the game a million times, like that's not even on the fucking radar. <laughs> right. But like, that's what you want to do. So if you don't know, if you don't know the exact 
little data points in the fucking system that you know and, and jab and i haven't played the game a million times know exactly what those are like you said like the bridges define how the enemies are like i know i can't go there i know it's not possible yeah, but when you go like, over that you better watch your ass now yeah. jerry's just gonna oh nice bridge it's cool <laughs> right yeah we and he's got a werewolf up his ass, and it, that's it, a problem for him. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate <laughs> that you're playing it in this context, and you have to be told that in advance, because I'm sure you probably wouldn't have gleaned that unless it is in, in one of those books. I'm not sure, but uh, that you know, that it, do, it does kind of it's it's a little bit of seeing the Matrix that kills maybe a little bit of what this experience can be uh, as a first time player, because yes, the, the unknown is the challenge. You know what I mean? So doing our, doing my best to shield you from that, Jay. But there's a sometimes. <laughs> sorry. Uh, but this, yeah. So all that, all that to say that the fighting is pretty mundane early. It's basically just a volley of one to two damage attacks back and forth, and the only variance is one of two things. And those two things are being told in the middle of a fight: a miss, no damage hath scored, or excellent move, and you do way fuck more damage. <laughs> <laughs> like those, those are the two things, other than just exchanging one to two damage attacks that can happen to you in these early fights. But uh, Jerry, have you had a an excellent move yet? I don't know that I've seen that say. I, actually, no. It I makes a noise have. too. I definitely have. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I. Yeah. I'll actually try to hunt that down because that is that is a fun little cue. I wonder. I don't think that there was that was in the soundtrack in in our our, our boy G Belair soundtrack listing. Oh yeah. But yeah, I would love I, I would love to add that in for sure. Because <laughs> I remember being so so much more excited and fighting the slimes after I had the club because I was like, yeah, take that, like. Much easier. Better than my fist. <laughs> it's it's funny because like, so it definitely happened for me and Jerry. I'm assuming it's going to happen for you if it hasn't happened. Uh, Josh, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But like when you level up or get new equipment, and it enables you to kill enemies without taking damage, you can start doing the math in your head. Like, okay, well, if I do that X amount of more times then I will achieve the copper sword, for instance. Right. Oh. Start, like, start breaking up into the numbers that this game actually is is based on, you know, that, that really forms the foundation for this game is just a bunch of numbers. And like, again, kind of seeing what, you know, figuring, starting to understand what that system is, is yes, also kind of part of the fun of this game. Right. Because you like, nice. if, if, you're, if you're out killing slimes and you're trying to like... You, there's a cost to that. Like you do have to go back to the end and spend the six six gold, and that right. comes out of your copper sword fund. Nobody <laughs> wants that. Right. So like if you if you go from the bamboo club or the bamboo stick to the to the club, and you start beating, you know, any time you encounter a blue slime, you are certain to kill it in one hit. That's free gold. Yep. Mm. It's a uh, save so for like you choose the enemies the like spent. save for the time spent <laughs> exactly oh, yeah yeah and you you'll choose your enemies like you know yes I could go across this bridge and get enemies that are worth more but then I'm gonna take more damage and I have to trek all the way back to a town yeah. you know mm. and it's it's not let me put it this way you know not every end is six gold man it gets more dude <laughs> yeah yeah where did I go I go, I went to the place up north and. I, I was fighting something, of course, like a couple of drakies, and I was like, oh, man. And I tried to go to the end, and it was like 25 gold or something. I was like, oh, no, man. I will trek my ass like in the in the grassy plains all the way yep. back to the safe place, and I barely made it. I got a whole spiel when we get up there, but yeah. Man, <sighs> if you fucking die doing that, you'll never do it again. <laughs> You're going to wish you paid the 25. The opportunity cost me, and this is what this game's all about. It really is, yeah. 
So when you do kill some of these fucking slimes, or if you're out whacking Drakey's like a real ballsy cat, like like, <laughs> uh, and you hit seven experience, you get level up, and that is automatic. And you are told courage and wit have served thee well. Thou hast been promoted to the next level. You are then informed of what that means for your stats, and in my case, it meant one additional attack power and six more HP for a max of twenty. And yeah, did you did you guys track your numbers at all when you went? Did you? I did not, unfortunately. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, uh, I didn't do it. I, although I did look up a uh, level chart, and I saw the variance that can exist within each level, and it's not much. Yeah, I didn't look at that up either. That's, it's like, uh, for instance, like a lot of levels are just like you gain four experience points, or I'm sorry, you gain four hit points every time, no matter what. You gain one strength point. When when there is a variance, it's like you gain one to two strength points, or you gain three to four agility. It's not much. That's actually super interesting to hear that there is even variance in the variance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's right. That's, that's interesting. In itself. And again, like, I mean, I get like, if you technically really wanted to, you could, you know, save scum that to like, you know, yeah. get the build that you wanted. Yeah. You'd be going into a lot of work to do that. And I just might do that. But you know, if you're, you know, you know, a lot of times like this, it, this is, you know, super high concept fucking way of thinking or think uh nintendo gameplay thought but but this where those numbers like you know you don't know when the roll happened i guess is the best way to say it you know what i mean yeah. like save scumming it might not, even might work. not help. And like yeah like you know so you don't know when that shit's determined it's it, that could be determined at the fight i have no idea by how much hit points you yeah. have or like, I, i've certainly, I've certainly done yeah i've certainly done a bunch of save scumming in games where i'm like fucking nothing different happened. like actually there was a whole talk about this safe scumming on civilization 2 jab this <laughs> for, for you i listened to that fucking that uh whatever the hell that podcast i sent you for the strategy games they were talking about civilization 2 and how you know saving on the last turn and you try to load and like the same thing just happens over and over and over again <laughs> like you can't right. save scum because it, it, they well, there was one of the game it might not have been civ 2 but it might have been civ 2 to 3 or something where they basically yes they they put the kibosh on that because they heard players were doing that, and they didn't want you to be able to do it. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. Four Civ Four actually offers an option. It's called uh, Random Seed. So like, <clears throat> if you if you click that button, you, I mean, essentially you can either choose to have a new seed each time you load the game for the random or, generator, yeah, or not. You know, so uh, I mean, I do guess you want to cheat or not. You want to cheat or not? <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have the option for sure. Right. Yeah. So they switch shit up a, a little on you from the status screen in the level up copy. Strength is a, is referred to as attack power, and agility is termed response speed. So I just thought that was. Oh yeah, I guess I never thought about that. Oh, I didn't exactly. know so. Bitch, so you gotta you gotta kind of connect the dots there. So the level three jump is a big one, uh, going from two to three, as you get a little bit of MP and you learn your first spell, and that is it's a little heal. And heal costs four MP to cast. And I got five max to start, so basically I have one use of heal before I would have to replenish my MP. This is critical for many game reasons, early game reasons, but maybe most useful for your early grinding because it re it relegates the Breconary in obsolete if you again know your shit. And I could, this is also kind of maybe breaking the game a little bit for you, Jay, because I'm sure you didn't just infer this on your own because it's not the kind of thing you just pick up on your first playthrough. But you can now heal yourself with a spell until you expend your MP. And then go to the wizard in the southeast corner of Tantajo Castle, which I, I guess it's kind of maybe should have mentioned him when we were doing Townsfolk Hour or whatever. For I was wondering why I didn't. Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he replenishes your MP for free with the words, Todd's coming was foretold by legend. 
May the light shine upon this brave warrior. And you can do this as often as you like. And early game, I walk my penny-pinching ass all the way back here from just about anywhere to avoid overpriced hotel rental costs. <laughs> nice. It's funny how much this overlaps with my real world. Like, I hate hotels. I'm an avid Airbnb <laughs> fan. The Dragon Lord has fucked up the rental real estate market, though. And like everything else, there are no uh, – like, everything else is fucked up here. Also is the rental market, and there are no Airbnbs. So you have to deal with the ends, unfortunately. The hotel. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you go to – if you go to the N three times, that is one-tenth of a copper sword. Sure, sure. Yeah. Are so you it's, out of it's your a, fucking mind? You definitely yeah. want to go to the wizard. Like, yeah, that's why it's funny. Like, yeah, Jay, you, you said exactly my mentality when you were talking about it a moment ago. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm just about, like, I got to be somewhere where I am certain I'm not making it back to give that prick that that N rental fee anywhere <laughs> I can drive. So, yeah. Dude, I'm so far away from the copper sword. Like, there's just, man. I'm gonna have to fight so many, so many guys to get anywhere near being able to afford that. Uh, yeah, honestly, that that grind. You know, everything is one is, of the hardest in the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's one of the biggest. Yeah, and I would say it's honestly probably one of the most important grinds in the game too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's it, it's it's like everything has to be thought of in a relative. You know, it doesn't happen in a vacuum. It has to be thought of with some relativity to it, based on you know what you're fighting and what you're you know where your character's at and stuff in the game. Because there's certainly, obviously, situations where you're getting way more gold <laughs> to buy yeah. things. But I definitely to... died. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I remember the king was like, you should not have died. So, or something <laughs> yeah. like that. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was like, try. I know, man. I know. I fucking yeah. tried, man. You yeah. think I wanted to? <laughs> that makes it. Yeah, I hadn't even. I haven't it's been so long since I died because I told you the way I play for the most part. But, like, uh, I, yeah, I overlevel myself before I enter tenuous fucking dungeons and shit. So you do. So I, I went to fucking level eight before I went in Erdrick's cave. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I actually, I, I wanted. I haven't. I can't even imagine the last time I would have seen it. Like I, I, I the fact that he reprimands you, I'm so curious to know what the exact copy is. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, I will not find out ever again. What do you remember? How many? How much gold you lost when you died? I don't know. It was definitely at the beginning when I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like going out trying to fight, the, running in the drakies and ghosts and stuff. Blood naked and shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. So probably a lot. <laughs> Especially again on, on the relative uh, spectrum. Well, you learned your lesson. That's for damn sure. You won't be doing that again. So. <laughs> right. Which is also what this game is about learning lessons. <laughs> <laughs> learning not to do something again. At level three, with a little breathing room on your HP, I was at 22 max, so I didn't get a ton jumping from two to three, but the, the heal spell in your back pocket, you can confidently venture uh, a little further to the north beyond that Crescent Mountain range and mix it up with the drakies and ghosts that lurk amongst uh, the slimes. And actually... Or if you're Jerry, you just, uh, you know, do it as soon as you walk <laughs> out of the castle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to Charlotte Castle with my club. I I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, yeah, the ghosts are actually great sprites too. They they look to me like slime from Ghostbusters, but orange. Yeah, like or oh, sorry, slimer, yeah. slimer, slimer yeah. yeah, slimer. Yeah, and they have. Yeah, they do, and it, it's actually a very deep. That's probably one of the most detailed early on ones too. Like the Drakeys are just kind of blue. Yeah. Things mm -hmm. the slimes are just slimes, but yeah, the 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 ghosts actually look fantastic. Yeah, well, they have a face. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny you say that because it's just like really down the nuts and bolts of the design. One, they're smaller, so that this has much to do with why this is the case but the other ones their face is depicted by one pixel width things whereas the ghost obviously is a multi-pixel face you know the eyes and the mouth are all multiple pixels so fucking mm. just the ability to express 
<laughs> human emotion obviously is much easier with a few more pixels. So, yeah, and the ghost is quite expressive. Yes, yes, they have an oversized pointy witch hat on and a huge tongue hanging out of their mouth thing. Their hand positioning and tongue kind of has a a nanana boo boo vibe to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to, to put it into a verbal um, expression. So the level four grants you the hurt spell, which is kind of the opposite of the heal, obviously. And pack magic, that's pretty much a guaranteed end game for these early enemies. And that's nice. And the strategy guide states it can do up to 15 damage and describes its effect as hurling magic fireballs at the enemy. So I grinded or or ground, maybe, I don't know, to to level (laughs) five, adding the copper sword to my repertoire in the process. So I kind of, yes, skip the, the club intermediary step like we talked about. Mm. And it's a very, that this sparked the fact that it, it's a very annoying thing in this game that you can't sell your current weapon right. until after you've purchased a new one. And, you know, clearly it, like you would be able to buy this shit faster. But it also just from like a very, like looking at it through a, a real world lens, it's just not good business for the blacksmith. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah, like there's no better leverage for raping someone on trading value than when you're dangling the shiny new thing in front of them. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Right. So just like, like, do you want this sooner or later? And of course everyone's going to say sooner. So yeah, come on, dude, do better. But then also you could, they they would be able to convince you to probably give you less for that trade in thing. You know, it's like the, the, the the car thing, like the Ford, there's no place in the world to get a worse deal on your used car than at the new car dealership. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. And, but uh, yes, yeah, so like especially getting the copper sword, like I mean, if you're if you're going from the club to the copper sword, you're selling it for half the gold is what you end up getting. Like that's thirty gold, dude. I could get it that much sooner. Yep. So that kind of sucks because yeah, you can't, you know, and it, it really it's it it stems probably from the fact that you can't unequip things. You know what I mean? Like you have no control of that shit. It's like it's automatic. Like you buy it and it's automatically equipped. Right. And actually, that's that's funny because as much as I've played this game. When I when I bought my equipment, I like I made sure to equip it, and there is no equipping. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna make sure I equip this so I don't get killed out there. And like that's not how it works. Yeah. But that is how it works in Final Fantasy. I'll point out. So. Yep. That can actually yeah. happen to you. Yeah, I almost because of the way it works, and I was kind of you know writing shit down and like taking stop and whatever, like playing this game, multitasking. Like I almost bought the. There's something I think it was the it might have been the bamboo pole. I almost bought it twice because of the way that works. You know what I mean? Uh, if if he hadn't asked me to do I do you want to sell me that bamboo pole for a shitty price five five gold pieces? <laughs> like I would I'd have I would have bought the bamboo pole twice. So <laughs> at level five, slimes will continue to run away, or, or will sometimes rather run away from you outright. Which right from the jump, it's 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 a nice feeling that you've become that opposing imposing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, wow. Things will just start fucking tearing ass away from the second they see you, which is which is cool. Jerry, what level are you on? Sorry, just just to just to be clear. I'm a level three. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Lowly Still a level young bug. Three. Yeah. So, yeah, you don't even have hurt yet. So you just learned his I was gonna say that might have spoiled unless he read the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I read it. But yep. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, kind of, again, it's a little bit fucked up by our knowledge of the game. So there's only so much to it for Jab and I. But where did you go when you first started wandering away from the castle, Jay? Like, really? <laughs> so I went up north, like to the northwest to that town that starts with a G. Okay, yeah, yeah. Garenham. 
Yeah, I just went up there, so I'm like walking through at level three. That's that's a pretty that's a pretty ballsy fucking adventure for level three. Yeah, man, I was <laughs> I was getting fought. I can't remember why I went up there. Now I think like because one of you guys went, so I was like, all right, well, I got to go up there too. And then I'm walking up through there, and yeah, it was not easy. <laughs> it was not easy battling. Yeah, the I worst got... part for you is at level three. There's not even a whole lot you can do up there. Yeah, that's the thing. I went there. Oh, and I was not, like, wait, why, not... so why did I go here? Yeah, like, no, yeah. There's not. There's not, uh, there's nothing right now you, regardless of what level you do, there's really nothing you can do period coming here first. Like I even think like, yes, like you're kind of instructed to here and it's almost like, I think it's put in as kind of like a you know, red herring is the right word, but like, yeah, cause it's not indicative of something, but it's like, you know, it's just kind of like a, a senseless diversion of sorts really that, that the game story feeds you. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. like when I'm playing this game, in like the path of least resistance fashion. I don't think I even go there. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure I just head over. I head once I'm at a place where I can, I head East. So right. other than buying shit up here, which they, they're, you know, we'll get to the, the stores and stuff, but there, there's shit to buy if you have the dough for it. But as far as, yeah, like things you can do, there's, there's really not a lot of point to it. So it's they kind of probably fact- wanted you to just get the idea that like, there are other towns out there. Like, so the sure. town that you found right next to the <laughs> castle, like those are also out there. Yeah. And also, you know what? I, again, go, we'll, we'll get into the townsfolk section there when we get there, but like there is, there is story there, I guess. Come to think of it, too, there's things that you, if you, if you don't know where the fuck to go, there's stuff there that's important to know as far as what your goals that you're heading for need to be right now, early in the game. So it is not totally pointless. But yeah, I did. I, I, I kind of, I got the sword and then the fucking leather armor, and then I started. I, I, I used that trip as my small shield. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, funding expedition yeah exactly yeah <laughs> uh, i used that to, 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 to fund getting the shield when i got back so it's some purpose for me even though i knew that maybe i was headed there for no reason other than just to write shit down about it <laughs> yeah and yeah level five it's pretty uneventful and with the copper sword you're kind of just fucking uh you're just cleaving things apart um which is how i like to do my traveling in rpgs in a stress-free manner so yeah wait you a can... minute you said you got the shield you're talking about the dragon scale or what no, shield no. did you get the small shield is, is for Salem Breconary. So I think it's uh, 90, 90 gold pieces. You might yeah. want to look into that. <laughs> 90. <laughs> yeah. I want to fucking uh, talk to the shopkeep about you know, uh, maybe an optimal uh, gear situation. Yeah, take, take <laughs> so yeah, to get up there, you just hit the... You, you literally, I mean, the guy tells you... That's also kind of an interesting thing, too, that they tell you so... It's, I think it's the only time maybe you're told explicitly how to get somewhere explicitly, you know what I mean? In the game, yeah. like, I can't think of another. I mean, you know, I don't remember everything everyone says, but I certainly can't think of another time when, the, other than that person in Breconary telling you that, like, you literally head straight north, and when you hit the coast, head west, and you you can't miss it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and that that's like remembering that guy's quote, and like there not being much to do there, at least initially, besides like acquire more information. That's what led me to believe that like they're just setting you up to like know that there are other towns out there. Yep. Go north, take a left, there's a town, you get the idea there's more of this shit out there. Yep. Yep. So that uh get to exploring. Send an order. Man, so you have a copper sword and a shield. Man, I feel and like I should start over again. Uh, well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it's not a it's not a either or situation, Jay. You can acquire these things even at your current build. You needn't start over. <laughs> you just have to battle many foes yeah you, you just, yeah the answer is always to grind so yeah so so okay so jay you did go to garenham uh jab did you go to garenham yeah uh as as you can see from my uh my final character build my uh 
my barbarian build, uh, I definitely went to Garen Heim because I ended up with the hand axe and oh, the large yeah, shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have should have gleaned those context clues. <laughs> so, yes, so so if you when you get when you do get up to Garen Ham, this town is much split, uh, much less spread out than Breckenary, and much of it, almost half, is an interior gated by a locked door that you have no means of getting through at this stage of the game. So half this town is not even can't even get into it. You know what I mean? Yep. So inaccessible. Yeah, in in the part that you can see and get to, there's all the usual trimmings: uh, an inn, a weapon shop, and a tool shop, and some townsfolk. Of course, the tool shop is identical to Breckenary's and its offerings, and all the prices are the exact same. The inn, as we talked about earlier, is way more fucking expensive at 25 gold instead of six. <laughs> and the blacksmith has that early game hot shit. Two <laughs> uh, items not available in Breckenary are the hand axe that, that Jab scored and the chainmail armor at 300. 300 bucks and the half plate armor at a thousand which like, if, like think, thinking about having the half plate armor right at this point in the game is like oh my god insane, you know the fact that it's ridiculous even and then the large shield it, it's funny that you know we, we talked extensively about how we you know we you want that copper sword so like you know you kind of will buy things maybe that are less ideal less optimal in the interest of getting into that however we did not like the the like you're not gonna do that for the small shield relative to the large shield. You're gonna dump that ninety, get the bonus. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Get that seven hundred and ten later. Yeah, you're not just like just up jumping real quick. Like you're definitely, you almost kind of can't get away with that with anything in the rest of the game. Like yeah, agreed. It just behooves you to get like the next shit and just move up that way. Yep. Yep. Copper sword's the only time. Agreed. So as far as the townsfolk chatter goes, we have uh, someone saying, many believe that Princess Gwalen is hidden in a cave, which is a hot tip there, provided it's an old wise man, actually, that gives you that. And more princess intel comes from one of the blue peasants. He says, it is said that the princess was kidnapped and taken eastward. So again, talking about kind of that information being divulged to you, like you're told you need to get her, but you're not told you have no idea where, I don't think, based on Breconary and Tan- Tantagel intel. So this is furthering that idea. So it's east. Cave, copy that. And Man, you know what's crazy is 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 Jerry doesn't know where Princess Gwalen is. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine playing this game and not knowing where she is? Yeah. Oh my god. And, and I'm gonna do my best to not mention anything about it so right. that at least that's not spoiled for him. Right. Well, that's yeah. That's why I said I'm trying to structure this. And that's why again, like you know, we're not just as we go kind of things. Cause yes, I'm trying to mitigate early on. It's hard. Cause so much of it, some of it is just structure that we can't avoid, but yeah, as yeah. Far as narrative stuff. I'm ax- like, I like half my interest in doing this is hearing him fence test things. And like, <laughs> I, I want to know it's, it's, it's like, it's, I badly need to know even whether or not this game story can hold up from a modern player. Like I want to know that information. And I'm like, this is a, uh, yeah, a social experiment for me, Jay. <laughs> glad to participate in this. I mean, glad to participate so, in your study. <laughs> so far, so good. I mean, I do. I I'm I am sitting here thinking, like, man, how I wonder how long it's going to take me to grind up to get to the level where I need to be. Because I feel like Jab being at level eight, I feel like I at least need to get to level eight. I at least need to get the copper sword, a shield, and then head eastward. Like, I feel like that's the the next level step. eight. Level eight is crazy over leveled for what you're doing. <laughs> like fucking insane. Don't worry about level eight. You should worry yeah. about like level four or five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's like 
talk at least what these people tell you you know it's it's an interesting discussion to think about the outright acceptance to all like these people like basically that they're being truthful and that they are actually knowledgeable on these matters <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> right like, like in, in reality these people could be a totally full of shit or b <clears throat> have no idea what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> but yep, in, right. in these games you're just like okay definitively 100 percent. that's what i gotta do and these this person yep. knows this shit <laughs> some asshole everyone tells has, the truth some podunk coastal town like think about if you went to you know whatever <laughs> some fucking <laughs> town and like talk to some random person like taking whatever they say for they'll fucking say anything dude, <laughs> you know, like, dude oh God, that would like... be like a that would be like a fun side quest like all right this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go to a town i'm just gonna talk to somebody if they happen to give me information i'm gonna do what they say i'm gonna follow that i'm gonna go to the next town and just see what happens see what you can go on an adventure in real life that would be dope yeah you could uh Right, you write a nice little book on that, actually. Yeah, like so. These games, like our role-playing games, especially Dragon Warrior, being like you know, it's a new genre of game. Like what you're supposed to do is not exactly clear. If then the townsfolk started lying to you, yeah, like now you're getting into like, you know, you're being punished for playing the game. Like no, yeah. nobody wants to do that. Shit. Well, th- this this is why people got extra lit up about the townsfolk deceit in Simon's Quest. Like that's that's exactly it. Right, like, because they actually lie to you. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. really? Oh. Oh, they can lie to you at least. Yep, and that yeah, that's you know as far let's like the uh, what, what's what's the word for that like the um, god damn it I can't think of it like the, not the code of conduct but like the fuck what's that called where like just the thing that like your social contract yeah uh, yes agreement social, oh, <laughs> look at me with contract. vocab that that's the social contract <laughs> yeah like the, the social that, that totally breaks the social contract of these early games to have that happen because it's you know the, they're already so obtuse like to introduce that it's just like a total mind fuck yeah like man fuck oh. you for that like I, I have a fucking job dude been <laughs> nine hours looking for this and it's a goddamn lie that's not fun yeah oh so i another... can't wait till jerry finds the goddamn princess is crazy <laughs> Sorry, go on. I, I, I'll stop interrupting. Go. Yeah, no, no. Uh, another cat tells you Garen, a wandering minstrel of legendary fame, is said to have built this town. And do either of you guys know what the fuck a minstrel is? <laughs> it's one of those musicians, right? Traveling musicians. You just know that? What the fuck do you know that from? Dude, I've watched a lot of. My wife loves period pieces. I've watched so much. Like, I, I, I was on the edge of my seat to hear God. what the end of that sentence was, Jay. The first half of that sentence, and you even paused for dramatic effect, which I applaud you for. <laughs> <laughs> what is this motherfucker going to say that he has done so much of? <laughs> Dude, I have knowledge. <laughs> Come on. Dude, I've uh, done a lot of minstreling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did not. I looked it. I had to look it up. And it is, yes, it is a medieval singer or musician, especially one who sang or recited lyric or heroic poetry to a musical accompaniment for the nobility. Oh, I did not know that, actually, and I probably should have. That's a little <laughs> bit embarrassing. <laughs> the lone soldier in town, who is probably drunk, babbles about knowing some dude named Nestor and asks if you know him. And yeah. it, Maybe Nestor will become a relevant character down the line, which yes, J- uh, J- I believe Jab, you sent this the to the group thread. I believe this the, yeah. this dude. Yep, saw that. I which I probably didn't know. That's probably the first time I actually understood what was going on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, did oh they my really god, drop because actually... Nestor from Nintendo Power Nestor in the, up in this game. Yeah, uh, that's what it is basically. I, as far as far Dude. as I as far as I understand, uh, that's how I took it. Like who whoever puts a Nestor in the game, nobody's named Nestor, and <laughs> no one. 
Well, you know, it, it's it's within the ecosystem how this game came out and shit. Like, it's so uh, relevant and, and funny because, you know, this game was given away as, as a Nintendo Power giveaway because they were overproduced and undersold and they just started giving oh, away. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they were given. They, this was a Nintendo Power giveaway. Uh, like, got this game. That's how most copies got me. That's probably how David Camargo got the copy that he sold me. Probably why he was so willing to part with it so easily. (laughs) Fucking free. Anything I I get is a bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's dope. So, uh, so yeah, other than supporting the local economy, there's not much to do here at this point in the game other than glean all this knowledge that we have just discussed. That was the cave theme for from Dragon Warrior. That was an interesting one. It's very loud. <laughs> it's like um, it's like an ominous ditty. Sure. Yeah. It's it's interesting. On the again, on going to G. Belair's fucking soundtrack listing for this baby on YouTube, there are like fucking eight or nine of them. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I, I think it's eight actually. Yeah. There's eight different renditions of it, and they're basically just the same song with different tempos. So. I don't know if each cave and like, you know, there's honestly can't even even knowing this. There's no way even in game, I think, to discern it. Like there's such subtle differences between each one that I wouldn't even be able to tell going into later caves <laughs> in this game, whether or not there is just a a more advancing, slightly higher tempo version every time you go into a more difficult cave, which obviously that makes the most sense. That's probably what it is. But right. I'm not exactly sure how those different renditions of it are applied in the game. You know what I mean? But yes, that is the tune that we'll play when we get in there. But there, there's a little west as far as what this cave is, Erdrich's cave that we're we're heading to here. It is a little, there, there, uh, just a little west, directly north from the castle. There's a small desert area with a cave center mass of it, and that is Erdrich's cave. And the cave experience is entirely intended to be a teaching tool of how they function. I think like there's there's mm-hmm. no enemies in here. There's no deceptive stairways to dead ends that require you to backtrack, which is a lot of what these fucking dungeons are <laughs> come to find. And that you know that all comes later. So just for this, come down, learn the torch mechanics, get the one treasure chest on the second of two levels. Moving on in life. That's what. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, happens. and like the, the good thing about no enemies is like because your torch will actually run out fairly quickly. <laughs> right. So it, like if you run out of torches and you haven't found anything important there, there's no enemies. You just go back out, buy some more torches, get your ass back in there until you figure it out. Yeah, and that yeah, is the it, last time that's going to happen. To you. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> it's funny because it. it again, I, this probably doesn't this is not knowledge you're going to glean probably even an entire first playthrough but like you know i would jab and i have talked about it via text message even before just randomly about some other sort of loosely relating topic like there are caves that you will learn (laughs) in this game wrote that you will not you don't even need to use a light source that you will just learn what you listen to the wall bump sound and you yes. know you've hit the thing, and then you hit the direction you need to hit until you hit the sound again. And yes, there were caves you will learn how to do that in with no light source whatsoever. You, you navigate the cave entirely in the dark. Yes, by, by yes. What? Theoretically, oh it's by feeling, 
feeling and for you sh- Walt. You should, you should get there, Jerry, I would think. On one of them, yes. There's one that you... There's one you almost... It, it, you don't have to, but it's just so much easier. Right. It saves yeah. you six gold every torch. <laughs> well, yeah. Which is X percentage of a copper sword. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, or so uh, more of half-plate male armor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all incremental, uh, all incremental, uh, incrementally significant things. The more torches oh, you burn in these stupid ass caves, learning them, the less cool stuff you'll buy. So just keep that in mind. Uh, that's terrible advice. You you should definitely, <laughs> as a first time player, uh, take care to take care of yourself in caves, even <laughs> if that means using torches. Yeah, do that. Never mind. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So as far as what's in here, yes, when you get the get down to the second level and you find the the. Uh, the one chest in here, and when you find it, fortune smiles upon thee. Thou hast found the tablet. That tablet reads, I am Erdrick, and thou art my descendant. Three items were needed to reach the Isle of Dragons, which is south of Breconary. I gather these items, all the more reason why, interrupting the, the text here, all the more reason why it's important to show that to you so you can visualize, visualize that as you're reading this tablet, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I digress. I gather these items with my big swinging dick, reach the island, and... <laughs> There defeated a creature of great evil. Now I have entrusted the three items to three worthy keepers. Their descendants will protect the items until thy quest leads thee to seek them out. When a new evil arises, find the three items, then fight. And now you know your destiny. And I think it's really well presented here, you know. <laughs> there's really there's no need to come here otherwise. Like, like it's it's all storytelling effort by the design team. And uh, I think I, I had I think I mentioned this to you, uh, Jay, like just ranting about this game before, <laughs> like that, you know, the idea that they devoted an entire God knows how much fucking time was spent just to have this one little thing here in this desert and this whole cave, even if it is simple and you are just reusing the the tiles tile sprites things you know that, that are used in other dungeons it's not like they designed totally new shit for this but still just the idea that they spent the time to make this and put this here and have this thing write the copy blah 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 is like such a fucking i don't know man it's, it's so much further than any other game on the nes has even thought to try to go you know what i mean dude i thought it was cool because i expected the dungeon to be or that cave to be very stressful i expected all right i'm gonna have to fight stuff like it's just gonna be like some endless loop that's terrible. So it was kind of <laughs> cool to come down there and have that not be the case and then learn, okay, so this is my goal. Get these items. Got it. Done. Yeah. Uh, it, it, nice. It's good It's good that you're expecting the worst. <laughs> yeah, because that is to come. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah it's, it's basically like a... It's, it's basically, and again, you know, this being a new genre, uh, actually very wise and then do that it's basically like a tutorial, you yep. know, like the, the first, the first town, I'm sorry, like the, you know, the first castle and then, you know, getting to your first town that's not Breckenridge and then navigating a cave and managing your light systems. Like that essentially is a tutorial, even if they don't explicitly say it. Sure. Mm, okay. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's so much, uh, I kind of touched on it earlier, but like just the, it's, it's, interesting the parallels that you can draw to like modern gaming and like how again formative this fucking title was and like yes they didn't have it all figured out obviously but just like the the nuts and bolts the the basic nuts and bolts of it are already here in 1989 on the fucking Nintendo entertainment system and that's oh dude i've in my mind the whole time i'm comparing this to playing assassin's creed odyssey right now like i'm thinking (laughs) okay this zone i know is from level one to level five and i know like 
the country next to it is level six through 10, but that's the equivalent of me walking over this little bridge. You know what I mean? Like I'm drawing those parallels. So it's it's really cool to see. For sure. For sure. I actually, so you're reading this fucking, this tablet. I I had the idea to go check in with the peckerhead soldier in Breckenary that wants to see proof of your oh. being incentive murder. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I no joke, dude. I, I had the, I, I'm reading the fucking tablet and I'm like, I'm going to go do that. And then like some other shit happens, whatever the fuck it is. And you got, you know, I'm on my OG hardware, so I got to go save, you know? So like I get out of there and I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like I forget about doing that. And I go to the king, I save, I hit reset power, I turn the fucker off. And like the second I hit reset power, I was like, fuck. <laughs> I had to turn it back on and go do that. You know what I mean? And uh, I thought that it was, it was pretty funny to me that fucking um it was that important for me to go do that and i go and do it and yeah it does not change his dialogue which totally oh, yeah that would have been dope such a letdown that they didn't have, put that little touch in there you know yeah probably not quite enough memory on the uh cartridge to, to add do that, that. One extra box of text <laughs> yeah. well actually what's funny is you were you mentioned the music and the different tempos for the cave thing and i like my first thought was like there's no fucking way that they just changed the tempo like that you're eating up valuable space there like something's got to be wrong with that well, you know what? They, that, this is that's probably a great example of they probably used some really fucking intelligent programming wizardry. I I almost guarantee that there are not eight separate standalone code st- threads, right? For eight different songs, you know what I mean? I'd almost guarantee they found some sort of numeral system. Yeah, some sort of, uh, you know, random C generator. <laughs> you know, that, that <laughs> like, fucking, it wouldn't be random in that case. But, yes, just, like, calling off some sort of other number in the code somewhere that just changes the pacing with which that code is worked through. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I'd, I'd almost guarantee that's how they handled that. Because, yeah, there's, I mean, this... There's just no way they use that much. 64K, I think, is, is, the, is the cap on these. And I, I can't fathom that they would have devoted that much to eight different songs for that purpose. You know what I mean? That's what I was thinking. Yep. So, yeah, there's fucking not a ton to talk about. I mean, do you guys fucking have anything that you would say about, about this cave? Like, that's kind of, it's, it's, it's a beautifully succinct little, like we said, tutorial. There's not much to it. You know what's funny is, is I went, <laughs> so I did all this leveling up. I'm, I'm playing my, my, uh, my, my role-playing, my barbarian build, so I'm naked. I got my big shield, my hand axe. I'm getting ready to go into the cave that I forgot doesn't even have monsters in it. And the craziest <laughs> thing is, I didn't even fucking go into the cave. So, yeah. <laughs> Fail on my part. I didn't even get the tablet, so yeah, I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, there's no, like, it, it literally, like, you, 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 it is an item. Like, it's not, you know, it's, it's in, well, I don't know. It doesn't sit in your inventory, actually. I shouldn't say that. It does not sit in your inventory, hmm. does it? I don't, think, I don't so. think it does, but there's like, you know, yeah, it, it doesn't, but it does. Okay. Yeah, but it, because it, it, I can't, like, I don't think that the King dialogue doesn't change or anything either, does it? Like, I don't think anything changes. can't remember. Yeah, I don't believe so. But, like, it is, if you, uh, in that beautiful, beautiful strategy guide, it is in the item, like, this, I don't know if they're special. I can't yeah, remember. it definitely looks like title, it. But, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's a thing that is, you know, there and talked about as an item you acquire. So, it yeah, is is a very interesting kind of uh, I don't know presence in this game because it is there but not you know what I mean. That is the throne room theme that you hear whenever you're talking to Sir Lorik, King Lorik. And the final segment of these babies will be the status update section where we just kind of talk about where our characters are at and go through and put the finishing touches 
on what we've got to in this game or where we've got in this game. So I guess uh, Jab, go first. What do you? Where, where'd you do that? All right. Um, Each one of your attributes. Yeah, Lord Jab <clears throat> is at level eight. He has twenty-two strength, twenty-one agility, forty-six maximum HP, twenty-nine maximum MP. His attack power is 37. His defense power is 22, a little low, because <laughs> he's only wielding a hand axe and a large shield. Otherwise, I want you all to picture him as completely what, naked. What, what, is, <laughs> what, what is your what's your agility? My agility is 21. 21, and so 22. So the small shield gives you one. It gives you agility. No, it gives you defensive power. So I'm saying, so oh, one, right, right. Jump, you know what I mean? Assuming that they are a one-to-one thing, which I assume. Do, do you, you don't have the, uh, the fucking dragon scale? Oh fuck, I I do have the dragon scale actually. Yeah, yeah. So, so what the fuck then? So it's not a one-to-one for sure then. I don't think it is. No, and the the large shield I believe is plus ten. Oh, I'm you have the large shield too. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm a psychopath. Yeah. Clearly <laughs> <laughs> not. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I wonder what the fuck the exact system is there, then. Anyhow, Jay, where's your guy? I am at level three. I have nine strength. <laughs> I have eight agility. Um, 24 maximum HP. Five maximum MP. My attack power is at 13. And my defense power is six. So jab running around naked. Far more, <laughs> far more defense than I with my clothes. Well, I have a large shield, so I'm not, you know, oh, yeah, I'm not yeah, defenseless. Yeah, but yeah, I, I can if I'm if I'm if I'm in the company of someone who I want to be a little more proper, I can cover up my nutsack. <laughs> I, think I have that option available to me. I, I considered getting uh, clothes and just role playing it as a loincloth, but then I figured naked was better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so Sir Sir Todd is at strength of 12, agility 10, maximum HP 32, maximum MP 19, attack power 22, defense power 15, and I have the copper sword, leather armor, small shield. Classic build. Yep. <laughs> Classic build. <laughs> uh, level 5, and uh, uh, one goal left, experience of 178. So that's where I am, and that's where we are, and that is the first episode of the Imperial Schools of Honor podcast, Side Quest Shit. So, teasing the next episode, I, I think I kind of want to lead, like, Jay, where do you think this is going? <laughs> yeah, this, that's a good idea. We should definitely ask him <laughs> his opinion on the matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that we just need to level up and head east. Like, I don't know how much to level up, but definitely heading east towards a princess. It seems like that's kind of the way to go. Uh, maybe that's where we'll get those items as well. I don't know, but it seems like east is kind of the the way to go, especially if south is the dragon, you know. North seem to land at the water. I figure east is got to be. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, maybe that's what'll happen. Maybe it won't be. We'll see. And in closing, <laughs> subscribe to the pod on whatever platform provided by whatever dumbass company that serves up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on whatever platform that may be. The website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash ISOH pod. Email us directly at isohpodcast at gmail.com. Follow the pod and banner with us on the Facebook page and subreddit and talk shit to us about our gameplay videos on YouTube. Links to all those will be in the show notes. Jab, 
what are your socials? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still don't have any. I fucking hate them. <laughs> Jay, what are your socials? Uh, you can catch me, Gentleman JB, without the second E. That's my gamer tag on Xbox, pretty much everywhere. And uh, yeah, Josh. Uh, my Twitter is at Josh Holm. My Instagram is at my shift key is broke. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh my god, they heard you talking about hurt. <laughs> that's how, <laughs> yeah, that that's is... how sensitive your fire alarms are. Yeah.